Check, 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 check. Ah. All right, it's time to get started. Come on, stand to your feet. Here we go. Simple song says, Hallelujah. Oh. 
God, we thank you for the ice and the cold days, but we thank you for the sunshine and the warm day today. Just once again, prove you, God, and you, God, by yourself. God, we thank you for every family here, everyone that's on their way. We pray that you dispatch your angels of protection in, around, and throughout the vehicles. God, we pray for everyone here collectively and individually. As we open cage doors in your son Jesus' name, we pray for every church across this city, state, and nation that they open their doors in your son Jesus' name. Let a word be heard, a song be sang, that will be glorifying and uplifting in your holy name. God, we thank you, because God, it could have been another way, but you allowed us to see one more day, one more Sunday to come together as a family, and we thank you, we don't take it light. God, in your son Jesus' name, we humbly submit this prayer, amen. Y'all love him this morning. Do you love him this morning? Well, I don't want you to tell him from your heart. Come on, sing it with us. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you this morning. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you. Just want to tell you. That I love you. Lord, I love you. Yeah. More than anything. Yeah, sounds good. Say it again. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I 
service, everything that will be said, everything that will be done, you get the glory. All honor belongs to you. Bless, O oh God, in a very special way. Those who are on their way, those who have made their arrival, we ask, O oh God, that you bless those who had a desire to be here and not able to be blessed them wherever they may be. Lord, we thank you. We give you the praise and all the honor belongs to you. Keep us now ever in your care. And we will be ever so careful to give your name the praise. These and all of the blessing we do ask in your son Jesus' name. We do ask and pray. Amen. Amen. of the song does not stop at the phrase I love you Jesus I love you Jesus more than anything and that should be how all of us feel because he's brought us from a mighty long ways in fact we are where we are this morning because of his goodness amen so we're going to ask that we just praise him together if you would please stand now for the response to reading followed by the hymn for the morning I know you see the words on the board. May we all read together. Now the just shall live by. Isn't that wonderful? Let's say that one more time. Now the just shall live by faith. And I think we can also amend that just by saying that we've come this far by faith. Because of his goodness, we can be thankful for him. Amen.
Let's say that again. We come.
And I know that he brought us where we are now by the faith that we have in our Lord and the Savior, Jesus Christ. At this time now, we're going to pause for our announcements. We ask that you go ahead and make sure that you keep those who are sick and shut in in our prayers. We ask for Mrs. Wright. Mrs. Wright lost a brother and asking for the prayers of the church. She didn't necessarily ask, but I know any time you in a situation like that, you can use all the prayers that you can get. Amen. Also, Miss Norwood is at home recovering and asks that you continue to uh, pray for her. Our own sister Kristen, Susan Kristen, is doing well at home, but uh, we need to pray for her as well, right? Um, for those who sponsored the gumbo kickoff <laughs> the other night, you ought to be commended. <laughs> I think it did a great job. It was wonderful uh, camaraderie among the members, and we just thank God for you. Amen. This time now, we're going to just pause and get some additional announcement from the media. Media. Good morning, Katie Chapel. Be sure to pick up your ticket for the annual Red and White Gala. The gala will be held on February the 9th at 7 p.m. in the Willie Wright Family Life Gym. Tickets are only $35 per person and can be purchased from any member of the Brotherhood. All parents of youth ages 12 to 18 who are interested in participating in the 2018 National Baptist Congress of Christian Education that will be held in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, need to make plans to attend the upcoming mandatory parent meeting on Sunday, January the 28th. This meeting will take place immediately following the 11 a.m. worship service in the Willie Wright Family Life Center. Important information and qualification requirements will be discussed. Hey kids, how about a worship service devoted just for you? Well, Children's Church is coming every second and third Sunday beginning February the 11th during the 11 o'clock worship service. Children's Church at K Chapel will be the place for kids to worship through songs, craft, and prayer, as well as receive an exciting message designed just for kids to help them grow in wisdom, faith, and friendship. So if you're in kindergarten through the fifth grade, then this is the place for you. Parents, please pre-register your children now at go.kidcheck.com or download the KidCheck app on any mobile device to sign up. And if you'd like to know more about Children's Church or you'd like to serve in this area, please contact Sister Olivia Jones or Sister Kanisha Duvall. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. I know you got that. This time now, we're going to pause and just recognize our visitors. I know we have somebody that's not yet a member of this congregation, and we'd like to know who you are, have you stand, and invite you back. All visitors, won't you please stand up? Stand up, visitors. Amen. God bless you. And you know, thank you. Remain standing. And I know there's more than one. We want you to know that we're just happy to to see you and on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend, yes, okay, Reverend Reginald Buckler, our pastor, Metro Reverend Horst Buckler, all the members of the pastoral staff and the K-Chapel family, just so happy that you chose to wish with us today because we know that you could have gone in the place. So we ask you to please come in the time this could allow, and while you're standing, we're going to give you something you're going to get here at K-Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. Go Lamont. As we do this, listen, let, let, whoa, 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 whoa. just a minute, just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. Just a minute. 
We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. But listen, do me a favor. Let's go to the fist bump, all right? Remember, flu season going around. Do me a favor. Fist bump your neighbor. Amen. Fist bump your neighbor. Amen. You, you can do that. You can do that. Because you know how we do. We'll tell you we get getting over the flu after we hug you. Amen. Y'all fist bump. All right. Welcome to K Chapel. of the Lord. Amen. Anybody from Faithful Gumbo here? Faithful Gumbo. Where's Faith? Anybody? There they are. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They walked away. And for those of you who did not make it to the uh, the, the Gumbo cook-off, amen, we had one winner and they walked away with all, 
all of the awards. Amen. They got the People's Choice Award. They got the Seafood. Uh, I forget all the names y'all got. There, there, there were three different awards, and they got them all. Amen. So that's Donna Sims and this bunch over here. Amen. We thank God for them. We know not to fool with them anymore. Amen. They, they walked away with it. God bless. But then again, and thank God for all of our missionaries for putting that on. A great job uh, to Francis Moody and to all who made, a, made that a, a wonderful occasion. We thank God. Had a great time of food, fellowship, and fun. Amen. Amen, amen. Also, do want to remind you that uh, we have two more Sundays left now uh, in Arcade Advance. If you made a pledge this past year, uh, you have two Sundays left to complete that pledge this Sunday and next Sunday before we go into our next year of Arcade Advance uh, Capital Campaign Drive. And so these two Sundays are the last Sundays where you can make good on the pledge that you made. Amen. Amen, somebody. Listen, do want to let you know also we are in prayer and thanking God and praising God for wonderful things that he is doing. One of our own, I told you some time ago, Reverend uh, Daryl Harrington has been elected uh, as the new pastor of the New Sardis Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. Amen. Amen, somebody that's one of our own. We thank God for that. What a wonderful uh, congregation that is, a historic congregation led by uh, Reverend Dr. Lacimba Gray for the past 25 years, a noted uh, civil rights uh, pastor in the Memphis area, and now one of our own is at the helm of that historic church. We ought to give God praise for that. Amen. Amen. His installation is going to be taking place on March 18th, March 18th, and New Sardis is serious about Cade Chapel celebrating that with him to the extent that they are sending a bus down here. Amen. To get some of us up there. I don't believe y'all praying with me. Amen. New Sardis wants to make sure that Cade Chapel is in the house. And so we want to make sure that you get that date on your calendars. That's March 18th, March 18th. On the first Sunday of February, we will open it up and let you begin signing up uh, to make sure that those of you who want to go can go on that trip. March 18th at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. in Memphis, Tennessee. That's the New Sardis Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee, where we celebrate the installation of Reverend Daryl Harrington as the senior pastor. Amen, somebody? Amen. God is doing great things. Brother Thickman. I did leave off one thing. Um, my brother was in a serious accident. Um, had to airlift him to Jackson, and he, they've already found two broken bones, and I don't know what else, but he's still in ICU and asked for the prayers of the church. Amen. God bless you. This time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we all can participate. We ask that you please be reminded that during early morning service, we only do one offering, that is our combined offering. So as the ushers give us the opportunity to do so, we're going to ask the choir if they would come and bless us, and we're going to ask that we all give as we have been so blessed. Ushers, choir. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God, and this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house, 
and of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. May God add a blessing to the reading of his righteous and holy word. And again, you may be prepared to give as you have been so blessed.
Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you now. Father God, we thank you because you definitely takes care of us. Oh God, we thank you that you plant your angels all around us. You post them on each and every side and protect us from things that we can see. And then there are some things that we cannot see and you still protect us. And Father God, for that we say thank you. And yes, we are thankful that we can call you in the morning, noon, or night. And you are always right there. Dear God, for that we are thankful. Thank you now, Lord, for all who have gathered here in this place. Not just here at Cade, but dear God, we thank you for every church door that is open in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And now, God, we say be with us, bless us in this service and everything that we do. Thank you, Lord, for we love you and we know that we can do nothing without you. For this offering, we say thank you. Thank you for those that gave. And we pray for those that wanted to give and didn't have anything to give. Thank you now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. One final selection now from this choir, and by that time we should be ready to be receptive with the message that's coming forth from our senior pastor. Choir, won't you come with the final selection for the morning?
if you know he's been good, why don't you praise him for the good God he is? I mean, if you really know he's been good, why don't you thank him for being the good God that he is? Has he opened any doors in your life? Has he made any ways in your life? Has he healed anybody's body in here? He, he's been good. He's been good. So, so good. Hey, so, so good. Said he's been, my God's been, that he's been so, so good. Real good, <laughs> too good, real good. So many doors, so many ways. You've been good to me, good to me. Last time you've been, you've been so good. Now just point to yourself and say to me, you've been good to me, you've been good to me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. From Mark's gospel, Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, beginning with the 17th verse. Mark 9, verse 17. You will see these words recorded. One of the multitude answered and said, Master, I brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. Wheresoever he taketh him, he tarreth him, and he foameth, and gnashes with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answereth him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. They brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. He asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, Have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to begin this new series we are entitling Red Letter Reboot. Red Letter Reboot. This first sermon in this series 
faith to believe. Faith to believe. And if 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 you if you have any type of modern electronic device, I'm talking about in the last few years now. I'm not talking about a fax machine. If you have a modern electronic device, either a smartphone or a computer, or your cable system or a gaming system, you have probably seen something like this before. You know that symbol. It's a loading circle. It's, it's intended to relay the message that the system is loading. The movie you ordered on download, it's, it's loading. It, the game you're wanting to play, it's loading. Or, or the thing that you're trying to get on your system, it's, it's downloading and it's loading. And so you wait patiently for it to load. And maybe, maybe it's a larger file and you still see it there loading. Keep it up for a moment. It's, you know how it is. It's, it's, it's still going and you think it ought to be finished by now, but it's still loading. It's... So you decide you go get a cup of coffee or maybe you'll run to the mailbox and get the mail out. You come back, it should be done by now, but still it's, it's still in the cycle. And, and, and you decide that maybe you'll just give it a few more minutes and you give it a few more minutes, but the longer you wait, the longer it takes and it's still loading or so it appears to be loading and you discover that maybe it's not loading at all. Maybe it's actually just frozen. Maybe it's just cycling and it can't get out of the cycle that it's in. And, and actually, what's needed now is not more time for it to load because it's actually not loading. It's rather stuck and rather what you really need at this point is a reboot. Because it looks like it's making progress. But the reality is, is that it's really just cycling and and you've got to push that button and start all over again. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. As we begin this new series, we do so with the hope and the intention of helping each of you to reboot your faith in order to get unstuck, to get unfrozen and begin making the kind of real progress that will make a difference in your life as a believer because if we are honest, a lot of us are just caught up in a loading circle, just caught in a cycle and not making any real progress, no real progress in our life, our faith lives where we step out more in faith or where we believe God more or where we practice more forgiveness or where we are more generous in our giving or where we expect God to do more in our lives. No, the, the reality is a lot of us are just cycling, cycling through life, cycling through church, cycling through religion, cycling through until we get to a place where life gets more difficult than the measure of faith that we now have. And then we find ourselves giving up completely on the idea of faith because faith has not allowed you to do anything about the situation you're in. When the reality is that you have just been in a cycle and you haven't really been growing in your faith. You have not been maturing. You've been in a cycle and stopped making progress in the understanding or the application of your faith. And so this year, I want to help you get out of the cycle. Yeah. 
break out of the cycle and start making some real progress so that you are growing in your faith, so that you are experiencing the miraculous power of God and joining him in awesome and exciting and otherwise impossible adventures. I want your faith this year to explode. Explode into new dimensions, encountering God in ways that you've never encountered him before. I want our faith as a church to be so pulled and so stretched until the tension of it releases us into new realities where you come into this sanctuary weekly with testimonies of healings and victories, testimonies of signs and wonders, testimonies of protection and provision of what the Lord has done in your life. Where we walk away from accidents that should have taken us out. Giving God glory when we enter into these doors. Where we walk out of houses where fire should have burned us up. But we, he gave us another time. And we give God praise when we enter into this house. We are living in houses where we did not build. And eating from grapes that we did not plant. And we are not going to be ashamed. But rather give God the glory that is due his glorious name. I want for your faith not to be in a perpetual cycle that you get used to and stuck in out of the habit of doing, but rather your faith should be alive and bright, vibrant and dynamic and moving and growing and progressing. And for that to happen, you may need a faith reboot where the cycle we're on is interrupted. And we're able to get back to the operating system that allows our faith to perform the way it was designed to operate. And the Christian's operating system is not Windows. It is not Chrome. It is not iOS. But the Christian's operating system are the red words of the Bible. Because those red words in your Bible identify what the Lord has said. Those red words that are spoken are instructions and commandments of the author and the finisher of our faith. And if there's something wrong with our faith, surely we ought to consult the author and the finisher of our faith. If something's not working right with our faith, surely we ought to go back to he who is the author and the finisher because surely he knows how we ought to operate in our faith. Surely he knows how we ought to perform in life's problems. Surely he understands what a properly functioning faith looks like when we are under pressure. And so this series will consider the words of Jesus in reference to our faith so that we are the people of faith, not just cycling through life, but living a life of purpose, of passion, and of possibilities through a progressive and developing faith life. So how do you know if you're stuck? How do you know if you're just cycling through faith and you need a faith reboot? I want to give you 10 signs to let you know that you're stuck and you're on this faith wheel. 10 signs to let you know you're stuck. Number one, number one, you are in need of a faith reboot when coming to church is more duty than it is desire. You need a reboot. Reboot. When you're coming to church, more so because I know I'm supposed to come. Rather than having a heart 
wanting to be here. Y'all not talking to me in here. You're in need of a faith reboot. Secondly, when you're running through the program of church without any real purpose or passion. No real purpose or passion. But you're doing the things of church. Church work and church ministry. But there's no purpose or passion connected to it. Number three, you're in need of a faith reboot when you have stopped making progress in your personal faith development. When you look the same this year that you did last year, that you did the year before. All right, let me make it real plain. If you're given the same this year, amen lights, that you gave last year, that you gave 10 years ago, and the Lord has been good to you. Come on, voices, y'all just said, he's been so all right. Amen. You're in need of a faith reboot when things, fourthly, when things you used to do are becoming more attractive to you again. Help me, Holy Ghost. You know that testimony, the things I used to do, I don't do no more. Yeah, when you give that testimony and suddenly you look up and the things you used to do, you're not doing yet. Amen, lights. It's going to get quiet in here. Y'all turn the, turn the air down, the heat back on. It's, amen, it's 70 degrees a day. Turn the air on. You're in, in need of a faith reboot. Number five, when you are questioning things you once confidently believed. When you are questioning things you once confidently believed. When you were sure about who God is and what God does, and suddenly everything you believe you are questioning, you need a faith reboot. You're in need of a faith reboot. Six, when you no longer hope for your prayers to be answered. When you're praying, but you don't really think God is going to do anything about it. Number seven, you're in need of a faith reboot when you are no longer touched to respond to human conditions with human compassion. What do you mean? In other words, when you can look at people in need and not have a heart to do anything about it. You're in need of a faith reboot. Eight, you need a faith reboot when giving is done grudgingly. My God, I must be all over somebody today. When giving is done grudgingly, when, when, when you give but you don't really want to. Number nine, you're in need of a faith reboot when forgiveness is extended with preconditions. I forgive you, but you better not ever. Amen. You, you, there are preconditions tied to your forgiveness. How somebody better act or what they better not do again. Number 10, you're in need of a faith reboot when your fears outweigh your faith and your doubts overshadow your beliefs. When your fears outweigh your faith and your doubts overshadow your belief. And that brings us to our text this morning because we have a man who offers up a recognizable tension in the Christian life. It is the inner conflict of faith that he articulates in his hour of desperation. Listen to him. Lord, I believe. Help thou mine un 
belief. This man acknowledges what a lot of us may not want to admit to. That even as believers, we have a moment of doubt. You're not going to talk to me in here. I know, I, know, I know you've been a Christian longer than I have. I know your Bible is bigger than mine. But, 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 but there are some of us who will acknowledge that even as believers, there are some things that can happen in life that can cause you to come to the moment where you're not necessarily questioning is God real but you are wondering if in his realness he's going to do anything for me y'all ain't going to talk to me in here. I, 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 I know he's real and I know he's my redeemer and I know he's sovereign I, Lord I believe all of that what I'm having trouble with is this problem that's in front of me that doesn't seem to be getting any better. I got any real Christians in here who will admit, Lord, I believe, but, but what I'm struggling with is this prayer that I've been praying and look like ain't nothing happening. I know, I know you, you haven't been there, but keep living. You, you'll get there where, where life brings you to the point where you have to acknowledge, Lord, I believe, but I'm trying to work this out. I'm, I'm trying to make sense of how I can be in this situation for this long. I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. I like this man because he acknowledges for us what most of us have experienced in life. It is the place and the space where belief and unbelief coexist. The space where fear and faith intersect. The place where doubt and hope meet up. Like this man, we believe, but there is that nagging feeling and that unsettling question, not of who God is, but what God will do. Listen to this man's heart, Lord. I believe you can help us. I came to your disciples because I believe you can help us. I believe in your power. To change this situation. Belief is what brought me here. But so far I haven't seen anything that justifies my belief. Because your disciples couldn't do anything. Lord I believe and I want to keep believing. But, but when your own disciples have not been able to help. My faith gets knocked out of me. I keep getting disappointed and, and questions keep coming up in my mind. Doubt is starting to creep in and that's, that's why now I'm saying if you can do anything. Not because I don't believe but because 
I'm struggling right now with what's in front of me. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. If you've ever felt like this, good news this morning is that you are not the only one to have ever felt this way. You're not the only one to have questions within the context of faith. Some of the greatest believers had their moments when they too had the inner conflict with faith. Go back and look at John the Baptist. You remember here is a man who was born filled with the Holy Spirit while he was still in his mother's womb. <laughs> a man whose very ministry was spent pointing to Jesus as the Son of God. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He pointed Jesus out to his own disciples saying, I'm not worthy to unlatch the the shoes of this man's sandals. And yet when John, this man, when John was in prison, he sends a question to Jesus by his disciples saying, are you the one or do we look for another? Surely John believes that Jesus is the son of God, but in that moment when life had taken a turn for the wor worse, when John is facing his own mortality and is not being rescued in that instant when the darkness of his reality is closing in on him without any hope, fear met up with his fate, doubt intersected with hope, unbelief occupied that jail cell with his belief, and John is expressing the inner conflict of this father's heart, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And you know what happened. You, you who have read the story, Jesus allows John's disciples to follow him around and witness the miracles. And he sends them back and he says, now go and tell John the things that you saw me do. Go and tell John the miracles that you witnessed me perform. Tell him that the blind see and the lame walk and that lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached unto them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. I like that. I like that. Don't miss that, y'all. I like that because Jesus meets John's doubts with proof of his power. And then he says to him, as he says to us, don't be offended by me. In other words, Jesus says, in this life, I may not act the way you expected me to act. But blessed is the one who will hold on to their faith anyhow. Blessed is the one who will not be offended when you don't get the prayer answered the way you prayed it and yet believe that I'm still God. Blessed is the one who will not be offended when you don't get what you thought I was going to do and you'll still worship me anyhow. Blessed is the one who still knows that through it all I'm still God and you won't be offended in your faith. Blessed is the person who is not thrown off course when life throws you a curveball. Blessed is the one whose faith is not offended when the cup from which you must drink is placed before you or the cross that you must bear is laid upon you or the thorn that you must endure is lodged within you or the valley which you must walk through is put in front of you. Blessed is the believer whose faith is not offended. My brothers and sisters, we can't allow our faith to be offended by the sovereign hand and the sovereign will of God. When God is doing what he does, believers must have faith 
that even though I don't understand it, I still believe. Even though I don't get it, I still believe. Even, even though I don't agree with it, I still believe. Even if I can't see the good that's going to come out of it, I still believe. I, why do you believe? I believe because I've come this far by faith. I believe because he's never failed me yet. I believe because he keeps on blessing me over and over again. I believe because he's brought me through this and he's brought me through that. I, I believe because he's walked with me and he's kept me and he's holding me now why do you believe I believe because you can't make me doubt him I know too much about him I believe his father's faith was caught in the cycle of belief and unbelief his was not a cycle really of a dysfunctional faith but rather it was a cycle of disappointment. He had not seen his son's condition improve. I'm imagining like any good believer. He had prayed prayers of faith and nothing happened. He had prayed and he had sought medical attention. Still nothing happened. His father of faith perhaps brought his son to synagogue, brought him to church. Still nothing happened. And when all you get is disappointment after disappointment, I'm talking about the cycle now. All you get is failure after failure. All you get is hurt after hurt. All you get is problem after problem. It can feel like you're on a never-ending loop that brings you to the space of belief and unbelief coexisting in the same space. And it's in those spaces where we must return to what the Lord has said in order to fortify our faith and interrupt the cycle and bring us to a place of belief. So what do we see in this text that can help us to reboot a cycling faith? Number one, take what troubles you to the Lord. Take what troubles you to the Lord. That's the first thing we hear the Lord say in verse 19. He says, he answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Watch this. Bring him unto me. First thing that Jesus says to this man Bring me your son. I know you took him to my disciples, but bring him to me. I, I know, I know, I know my disciples disappointed you, but bring him to me. I know they were unsuccessful in their attempts to heal your boy, but bring him to me. I, I understand that you watched your son be tormented by this demon and you seen him at his worst, wondering if he was going to die, but bring him to me. Aren't you glad this morning that the Lord does not flinch at our frustrations? Anybody glad that God does not get thrown off by our issues or our ailments, but he says to us as he says to his father, bring it to me. I don't care how hard of a case it is, bring it to me. I don't care how long it's been going on, bring it to me. I don't care who hasn't been able to help you so far, bring it to me. Because what they can't do, I can do, bring it to me. 
They cannot heal how I can heal. Bring it to me. They cannot fix what I can fix. Bring it to me. My brothers and sisters, the Lord says to us today, whatever it is that we're carrying, whatever it is that is weighing on us, whatever it is for which we have not seen any change, God says, bring it to me. Because he can handle it. Take it to the Lord, my sister. He can take care of it. Take it to the Lord, my brother. Let his miracle working hands touch it. Jesus said like this, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. The apostle Peter says we can cast all of our cares upon him for he cares for us. The Lord invites us to bring what's on our hearts to him, to cast what's on our minds upon him, to leave at his feet that which causes angst and anxiety, that with which we wrestle and causes worry, that which causes question and confusion. Take what troubles you, what burdens you, what bothers you to the Lord, believing that God can handle it. The man does what Jesus said. He brings his son to him. But when he gets there, Stanley, something happens. Text says in verse 20, they brought him unto him and when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him and he fell on the ground and wallowing foam. Watch this. In other words, when they finally get the boy in front of Jesus, watch it, the demon tears into him even more. Now, 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 now you might think that the boy should have been getting better in the presence of Jesus. And I imagine that that's what the father was assuming, that if I get him in Jesus' presence, surely his condition is going to improve. But it actually got worse. Listen, and sometimes the things that we bring to the Lord are going to get worse before they get better. I wish y'all would talk to me in here. Sometimes the problems that we bring, yeah, that we bring to them bleak and they get even more bleak before they get brighter. Sometimes that situation is going to exacerbate before it improves. And it's in those times when we need to make sure, number two, that we don't become bitter waiting on better. I said, don't become bitter waiting on better. The boy is sick. Yes, the father has seen his son go through sickness without any real improvement every day. Every day this daddy gets up and he hopes that the day is going to be better than yesterday. Every, every morning he gets up and he prays that this will be the day that his boy defeats this demon. Every day this daddy gets up hoping that this will be the moment of his miracle. Day after day, the boy is still sick. Week after week, the boy's condition does not improve. Month after month, the boy makes no progress. And the father is doing all that he can to hold on to his faith. It seems to be slipping away with the passing of each day. And finally, he gets the son to Jesus' disciples. They can't do anything. He brings his son before Jesus. And surely now, the son should be getting better. But here is where I want to encourage you this morning. Not to get bitter waiting on better because the fact of the matter is is that the devil gets busy the devil gets real busy when he knows that his time with you is limited 
the devil goes into overdrive throwing this at you and that at you in order to take you off of your faith first it was just a problem with the job but now he's messing with your family and and now he's got you burying a loved one and and now you got to go take a test because the doctor didn't like what they saw in the labs and and now 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 all of these other things are happening this and this and that and that and the other and the other but you need to understand that the darkest hour is just before day so don't get bitter waiting on better. The psalmist said weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Don't get bitter waiting on better. I heard the writer say don't get weary in well-doing for ye shall reap if you faint not. Don't get bitter waiting on better. Because if it gets worse, it is just an indication that the devil knows his time is up. If it gets worse, it is just an indication that the devil knows that God is on his trail. It won't be long before the Lord turns things around. This father's faith had to be pulled out of a cycle of disappointment that had the potential of causing him to become bitter. And you hear that in his voice when he says to Jesus, if you can do anything, Listen to this father. He said, I've done everything I know to do. If you can help. I believe, but I'm not sure you can do anything about this. Because up until this point, nobody has been able to help. And because I don't want, I don't want to say the wrong things and deny who you are. But I also cannot deny my experience. I can't deny that you're the Christ, but I also cannot deny that my son is still sick. So if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Don't get bitter waiting on better. Lastly, thirdly, trust in the sufficiency of his power. Jesus, I love this. I love this. I love the fact that Jesus does not really chastise this man although he does challenge him he, he, he does not chastise him but he does challenge him he takes this man's faith as it is fragmented broken and he does not chastise this man for having a broken faith if he chastises anyone, it is his disciples. For well, he says to his disciples, how long shall I be with you? You faithless generation. This, this man brought his son to you. You should have been able to help him. If he chastises anybody, it's his own men. But he challenges 
the man's faith. He said, I'm not going to chastise you. I'm going to deal with them later, but I got a word for you. If you can believe. So I, I know you believe that they could and they couldn't, but, but now you're talking to me. So if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. Jesus says to us in this text that whatever we face, and I'm through, that we must trust that he has sufficient power to fix it. If you can believe. If you can believe. I know what you've been through. But if you can believe. I, I, know, I know how many surgeries you've had to sit through. But if you can believe. I know, I know, I know what the report says, but Jesus still says, if you can believe, I know you've been hurt, but if you can believe, I know you've been disappointed, but if you can believe, I understand that it looks like it's getting worse before it's getting better, but if you can believe, if you can believe, I know it looks like this thing is getting out of hand, but if you can just believe that in my hands, and if you put it in my hands, I can handle it. If you believe that, that these hands, the same hands that gave sight to the blind man, if you believe that these hands, the same hands that cause their yeah, bread and fish to multiply, if, if you can believe these hands, these hands that healed the leper, the hands that changed water into wine, the, the hands, the hands that lifted up the lame man, if you believe, and you put your boy in these hands. He said, all things are possible to him that believes. Is there anybody here this morning who's deciding that come what may in life, I'm going to get off the cycle and off the circle. And I'm going to start believing God. I'm going to believe him for what he says. Even when the doctor says one thing, I know that I serve the great physician. I believe what he says. I believe that when the trends say one thing, that my God is still triumphant. I believe what he says. I believe that whatever the statistics say, that I still serve a sovereign God. I believe what he says. I believe. I believe. And even in the place where everything says otherwise, I'll keep trusting in the God of my salvation. Because I'm through. But always remember this. God has the last word. God has. Tell your neighbor that he's got the last word. He, I, I, he's got the, yes, he does. God's got the last word. I, I don't care what your neighbor said. God's got the last word. I, I don't care what your boss said. God's got the last Word, I know what the doctor says and bless God for the doctor, but God's got God's got the last word. And I will trust in the Lord. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But we
will trust in the Lord. Is there anybody here who's going to trust in the Lord? Is there anybody here who's tried the Lord? Is there anybody here who can testify today that if you keep your trust in him, he will, I say he will, God will, I say God will, God will make a way, say yes. He'll make a way. Not just out of no way, but he'll make a way when there is no way. Because he's a way. Ah. Ah. He's a way maker. Somebody knows he is. Somebody's tried him before. Don't fool me now. Somebody's tried him before. He's made a way. Doors were closed in your face. And and he made a way. Somebody said, you wasn't going to get out of what you got out of, but God made a way. Glory to God. I will trust in the Lord till I die. Can y'all help me sing it? I will trust in I will trust. The door of the church is open. You can come by letter by Christian experience as a candidate for baptism. I will trust. Trust in. Till I die. Oh, I. I will trust. will trust till I die stay right there I will trust the door of the church is open won't you come now if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you're invited to come if you know him as Lord and Savior but you don't have a church home you're invited to come I will trust in the Lord Till I, till I, oh, I keep trusting in, oh, I, I trusting in till I die. Don't trust in him, you gotta stay on. I will stay on. I'ma stay on, gonna stay on. Stay there, y'all. I'm gonna stay on the battlefield till I Stay on.
right Treat everybody right Treat your neighbor right Treat your friend right Treat your enemy right Till I die Oh, I'm, I'm gonna treat every Treat them right Oh, I'm gonna treat every Treat everybody Oh, I'm Let us all say amen. We thank God for the message, and we thank God for the messenger. For the Lord is truly in this place. Oh, yes. I understand Sister Stephanie. Stanisha. All right, we got it. And Reverend Jones. Brothers and sisters, they are coming to us by Christian experience. Amen. Yeah. That means you've already been a member of a church. You've already been baptized. I know if this man said he's a reverend. You've already been a member of a church and been baptized. I have one more question. Are you willing to study with us? Are you willing to study with us? I appreciate it. And we're going to let you go with, with one of the members of the orientation committee. And she's going to sign you up. All right. God bless you. Let us all say amen. I understand Sister Burst is coming with a statement. Good morning, church. I'm coming for my family. But I want to say something to us. And I want to say something to the young people. We have no choice who our parents are. And we definitely don't have a choice who our families may be. Life is too short for old folks, young folks, and those of us in betwixt and between. As Reginald was saying this morning, we need to treat everybody right. A lot of us don't like each other because I don't like you, I don't like you either, but you don't know either anything about me. We need to show our love. But like I said, I'm coming for someone else in my family, and we can't choose who our family members are. Thank you. Okay, I understand that everyone is coming for prayer. Prayer is always in order. Prayer is always in order. And I'm going to ask if Reverend, Reverend, Reverend Joe Redmond will bring this prayer. Amen. Let us bow our heads. Our Father, which art in heaven, Lord, we come to you trusting in you. For we look to the hills from which cometh our help, recognizing that all of our help comes from you. For Father, we recognize that we can't walk, we can't talk, Lord, without you. So Lord, we believe in you and we trust in you. But Lord, sometimes, Sometimes, dear Lord, our faith get a little bit weak. And Lord, when our faith get a little bit weak, dear Lord, we pray that you strengthen us now. 
that you lead us and that you guide us down the pathway of righteousness and it is done for your name's sake. But we trusted for all that has come before you today that you will know all of their concerns and that you will walk with them and that you will talk with them and Lord, that you will tell them that everything will be all right if now that they lean not to their own understanding but in all their ways acknowledge you and you will direct all of our pathway these precious clouds we do pray and that loving son Jesus the Christ name now let everyone under the sound of this weak voice say amen one time for the father amen one time for the son and amen one time for that of the Holy Ghost amen Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Won't you stand? Won't you stand? Hallelujah. And now may the grace of God in the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you. Now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. <laughs>